<laughs> now <laughs> we are live on the audio. That was naturally supernatural. Okay. Uh, so yeah, um, I just want to first of all, uh, if you don't know these people, these are my parents, uh, my mother and my father, uh, Darren and Wendy, um, and I'm just thankful uh, to have such amazing leaders in my life. Um, and obviously, they did something right because um, this is uh, this is started. So <laughs> this is God's promise. Uh, this is God's um, plan for my life. So they've led me to that uh, in most ways and um, guided me and um, and backed me up in this. And so I, I kind of want to just start by um, figuring out or just kind of conversating of how um, we got to this point um, of starting this podcast, Naturally Supernatural. Um, and it was two years ago, uh, next month, uh, November of 2019, we were already planning on moving back to Stockton uh, from Magnolia, Texas. Um, and so that seems kind of crazy. We had a lot of people that called us nuts for that. Um, like, why are you moving back to Stockton uh, from Texas? I mean, we had a we had a house and um, uh, we owned a house, um, and so it was. We had pretty much everything we needed um, from what we thought, uh, but obviously God had spoken to my parents and um, and called them back out here, um, and so yeah, it was two years ago. Next month, November of 2019, we were painting someone's house uh, to make some money. Um, to come out here and we listen to, to sermons and podcasts and stuff about it. I think we listen to Stephen Furtick and Mike Todd um, and everything. And um, we were listening to Stephen Furtick's message about him planning, or no, it was Mike Todd's message about him planning a church. Um, and then we listened to another message by Stephen Furtick talking about how he started um, either as worship leading or something when he was 17, you know, he was young. Um, and so God really just kept reminding me about that. He put that on my heart, uh, just planning a church. And so I was like, God, like, what do you want me to do? Like with this information, like I just prayed about it and seeked him for it, uh, for answers. Um, and he just, I just felt confirmation. I felt peace with, uh, I'm going to plant a church. Um, and I was like, God, that's, that seems crazy. Like how am I going to do that? How am I going to fund that? Um, and then that number 17 kept coming back to me. Um, and I was like, God, you want to plant a church at 17? Like, that's nuts. Like, no, I don't think anyone's ever done that before. Um, but, uh, I trusted him and I just, I was like, okay, God, like, uh, I'll say yes. Um, I'll say yes to that if you have that for me. Um, cause I know it's going to be uh, the best thing. Uh, and so coming out here, um, I want to say it was, uh, beginning of, uh, 2020, maybe middle, uh, COVID had started already, I think. Um, and so I was really just praying about that. Like, God, like, what do you want me to do? Like, am, is there anything I need to start doing now to get prepared, like saving or, or uh, studying real estate? I, like, I don't know what to do. Um, and so I really just thought about, like, am I going to be able to get a building and, and start this church? And uh, God really kind of shifted my perspective from planning a church to planning a ministry and that really kind of opened uh, the gap uh, for me and just kind of uh, the, the more there was more opportunity in that. Um, and so I was just like, like, God, like, I, I guess, like, what, what is this ministry then? Um, and so we were listening to um, a, uh, a podcast actually by Ed Milet. He had uh, Erwin McManus on there. It was a really, really amazing podcast. And so I started thinking that day on the way back from work, like, I wonder, like, I wonder if I could do a podcast, 
Um, and there had actually been people before uh, from our church. There's one guy who's like, like, have you ever been on like a radio show? Like, have you ever thought about that? Like, you got the voice for it, man. You sing. Like, I was like, no, like none of that. Uh, but obviously we're here now. Uh, and maybe that was prophetic, I guess. He just knew. Um, but um, so shifting into ministry, I was like, would I be able to do a podcast ministry? Would I be able to just record conversations like this uh, with people and just kind of digging into um, what God has spoken to me and his scripture, you know, and just uh, his kingdom, really? Um, and I started looking into it, researching, like, uh, can I afford this? And um, so Amazon hooked me up. I got the mics eventually. <laughs> I got the adapters I needed um, and just an HDMI cord for this monitor. And I hooked everything up and I was like, I, I can do this. Um, and so I talked to my parents. I was like, I, I think I want to do a podcast ministry. Um, and obviously they backed me up on that. They um, felt like that was that was where it was supposed to be. And so here we are now, two years later, I'm still 17. Uh, and God is faithful um, to uh, complete what he has, um, has spoken. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of want to dive into, um, kind of that shifting point from what I thought church was supposed to be and what ministry was supposed to be. And really God took me from, uh, me looking at, uh, getting a building and getting enough chairs and the, the audio, um, equipment for worship and really just really brought that into a home like you know we're now in our house and um he said you can you can do that same thing um from your dining room from your home even in the book of acts you know they they met in people's homes and people's living rooms and uh, that's where revival broke out that's where revival started the first church started um and it says that the church grew daily um and so I really just want to kind of talk to you guys about um, about um, that and what that is, and uh, even a couple. I was like probably a month ago now, maybe maybe more that I preached a message that God has spoken to me uh, called Kingdom Perspective, and I really believe that's what that was. Um, in that shifting point, was just a Kingdom Perspective, really taking on uh, God's view of um, of what our life is supposed to be like, of what our ministry is supposed to be like. Um, and so we can kind of just go over that and dive into that and uh, just pull up scripture to kind of back that up. I um, mean, if you guys have obviously some stories of our journey here and uh, God kind of shifting um, our perspective on things and the way we thought, especially I know uh, the way you thought about Stockton and, and living here. And um, yeah, so if you guys want to share some some information on that. I just want to start by saying, you know, I know just even just hearing you talk about the journey leading mm -hmm. up to this yeah um it, it has been shifting from you know our not necessarily worldly perspective but yeah. you know almost like a religious perspective mm -hmm. yeah to a kingdom perspective exactly like it's, yeah. it's gone from this is the way man has done things for so long because yeah. i know when you had told us that you felt god was calling you to become a pastor at 17 yeah um you know i was like absolutely but in the back of my mind i was like how is that supposed to happen like you know there's a there's a system there's a way yeah. of doing things um and then obviously you know with covid and everything being shut down oh yeah everything being shifted um it, you know everybody went online or did yeah. some form of um putting it out there electronically yeah. to be accessed um and so 
it's kind of like it tore down those walls of mm-hmm. um, what things are supposed to look like. And, and now it's like, you know, there's, there's more than one way to do a certain, yeah, exactly. Certain yeah. And, um, you know, like we've talked about before, you know, becoming a, a pastor or pastoring people um, or leading people, you know, at 17, that it, it doesn't have to look like, you know, uh, uh, standing on a, on a stage yeah. behind a pulpit. Exactly, um, yeah. On a Sunday morning in a building. On a platform, yeah. You know, and so, you know, this this is a platform. This yep. is it's just a different way. Exactly. YouTube, um, Spotify, it's all platforms. Yeah, yeah. and so, you know, it, it's... And you're probably going to reach people that you never would if you just stayed exactly, in four yeah. walls. And um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not speaking against the church mm-hmm. by any means. But I just no, think that, no. you know, if we are willing to allow God to move in, in unexpected ways, he's going to do more than we can ask or think. Or exactly, yeah. Um, and so just to be able to see, you know, you stepping into this um, and being open to what God has for you and not trying to fit it into a specific mold yeah. um, but being willing to be molded and shaped by him yeah. and let him do the molding and the shaping yep. um, and you know and just knowing like it's it's beyond just the microphones and the computer mm-hmm. and the software and you know the research on yeah. setting all this up it's you know your preparation in quote unquote becoming a pastor at 17 it's it's things that nobody will ever see. It's mm. the time that you've yeah. spent behind closed doors, yeah. you know, in the word of God, in prayer time with him, mm-hmm. you know, and listening to his voice and, you know, the, the, because that's where, that's what really matters. Yeah. This gets your voice out there, but what comes out of your mouth and what is, is going to be, yeah. you know, what it's going to be the preparation. Exactly. It's going to yeah. be what you've been sowing into your spirit. Yeah. For the last two years. You yeah. Know? And so that that's going to be more important than the microphone that you're speaking. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's just so. Yeah, that's true. And just to clarify, I don't want anyone to, like, kind of, I guess, be offended. But, like, we're not trying to, like, speak against meeting in a church or being uh, on ser- at service and everything or in a gathering. Uh, but rather, even I was thinking about today, really just stepping back and seeing the bigger picture uh, of seeing how you see, uh, or, or just kind of shaping how you see everything. Um, so it's not really just about um, necessarily church, but just um, your outlook on life and and your perspective of people. Because um, I mean, just going to service that doesn't necessarily, or going to church that doesn't necessarily fix your uh, the way you see people. Um, it, it happens in prayer and your alone time with God and, and reading scripture, yeah. uh, and kind of day by day, um, taking that in and reshaping your mind. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard, you know, like the neural pathways in your brain, when you're trying to learn something and you're trying to make something natural, like, uh, naturally supernatural, um, is really just ingraining, um, God's voice and God's word, um, and, different ways uh to treat people um instead of just uh cutting them off or not talking to them you could say hey i need to step back in this and kind of uh, come at them a different way uh so yeah just kind of clarifying on that i don't want to um just act like we're speaking just against church or anything or gathering on sunday or whatever it may be um but we really just want to kind of shape what's going on in uh in our minds um that affects our everyday life um 
and even uh, Shane Cartwright, shout out, uh, shout out to Shane, uh, one of the pastors at Lifesong, um, he said to me one time, uh, when you're focusing on ministry, uh, the real ministry happens in the day-to-day mundane. Yeah. Um, and so that's really something I, I've written down before. I, I've kind of studied and, and tried to see in my everyday life, saying, where's the ministry at when I go to work? Where's the ministry at when I go to the grocery store? Where's ministry at? Where can I help people? Um, how can I just pick something up for someone and, and just tell them have a blessed day or tell them God bless you or just uh, give some money to a homeless person or feed someone? Um, where is that day-to-day mundane, the things we pass up uh, most of the time to where that can um, shift our mind on um, how we see things and how we see people? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, know, I don't know if you were about to say anything. I just want to clarify that. But, no, yeah, no, it's true. You know, it's not, this is not about church bashing at all. Yeah. But probably, you know, two and a half years ago or so when we were, you know, preparing um, to move to back to California, get our yeah. house ready and all that, and I... I kept hearing this this phrase in my mind. It's not about Sunday. Mm. Um, not even really fully comprehending the depth of that uh, back then. When I was was thinking about that because when we when and I were kind of like, yeah, we, you know, we were involved in a great church and and yeah. loved our pastor and his family there in Texas. Uh, and still do very much, uh, yeah. Pastor James. Love you guys. Uh, <laughs> and um, and just you know, incredible family and people there. Um, but just kept hearing that phrase, like it's not about Sunday, and feeling like there's got to be more um, than this Sunday to Sunday thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it earlier. Um, it's all that in between. And exactly, so I kept yeah. hearing that phrase, it's not about Sunday, and getting out here to California and involved in Inspire Church, and and mm-hmm. um, eventually um, our pastor deciding that we're not doing Sunday morning services, mm-hmm. um, which was a big deal. You know, yeah. it, I'm not saying I'm just saying it was a big deal yeah. when you're you know, 50 years of me, uh, of, you know, going to church on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and, and the great, and, and I thank God for my upbringing. And, uh, yeah. and like Tyler said, that's not, we're not bad mouthing that. Um, but realizing that, that we've made it such a focus, uh, a Sunday and even Wednesday mid service, um, and, and not a focus of, of building people in the kingdom every day. Yeah. Um, you know, we have perceptions of, what ministry looks like you've kind of touched on and, mm-hmm. and what it, you thought it was going to look like for yeah. you. And, um, and even we were talking about before you tonight, before you even started about what even like for instance, you know, you have the fivefold ministry and the pastor, the teacher, the prophet, apostle, evangelist. Well, you mean, what do a lot of people, when you say evangelist, you know, what images do we come? We think, you know, mm-hmm. in our mind yeah. is somebody in a pulpit, in a stadium at a church in a crowd, yeah. whatever, um, preaching to mass people or, you mm. know, a group of people um, when evangelism can happen right here at a table like this. Exactly, yeah. Um, it can happen a, a across desks at work. Um, so there's many evangelists that are doing the work of evangelists every day in their work or their mm. occupation or wherever they're at um, that will never stand in front of a, a, a crowd. Yeah. Um, and the same with you know, whether it's teachers or prophets or even pastors, like you, you know, feel like you know God speaking to you about pastoring mm-hmm. and what that's going to look like. And, and and initially, that's our our that religious or church mindset says, well, I've got to have a building and a pulpit, yeah, and people to fill seats. Yeah. Um, but the kingdom says, no, you just love people. Like exactly, you're saying, yeah. how do you treat people every day? Mm-hmm. That's pastoring people yeah. every day. Is how do I love them? You know, whether it's in their house or my house or yeah. at the grocery store. So, 
for us, the last couple of years has been a real change in, um, yeah. like you, like change in mindset about what ministry is and what that looks like. Um, and I was thinking even today that, you know, the, the, we're to be building God's kingdom, advancing his kingdom. And the church is the vehicle that he uses yeah, exactly, us yeah. as a body to, mm. to show the world what this is what, this is what God's love is, yeah. is a body of people, the church loving each other and demonstrating mm-hmm. the love of God on a day to day basis. Um, and not just about a group meeting on Sunday and yeah. can be a part of this. No, like you said too, in Acts two, they, they, they met daily. Exactly. And, and, yeah. um, anyway, in the end of Acts two, I was reading today and, and, what that looks like um it just god has really changed all of our perspective about mm-hmm. what that looks like as oh far yeah as ministry looks like over the last exactly, couple of years yeah. especially so I'm, I'm grateful for that so. oh yeah well and i think you know i mean we've we've had conversations previously with um some other people regarding this very thing you know it's 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 sad that um you know being raised in church or being in church for so long um, you, we've all got this mindset that things, you know, oh, well, that person's called to ministry, you know, or that mm-hmm. person's not, you know, and yeah, it's like no, we're we're all we're, as and if we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, you're yeah. called to ministry, exactly. And yeah. so it's just everybody's going to look differently. It's mm-hmm. not not everybody's going to have a position at their local church um, with a title. Um, and and I and you know, we just recently heard a story where there was a man that served, you know, he felt like he was supposed to be the senior pastor and he never achieved that. And now Mm. he's in his sixties and, you know, was retiring, um, and realized that his, like, he felt called to be a pastor. Yes. Yeah. And that he spent his entire, um, life at a job, you know, really pastoring people, but not seeing it as that was his pastor role. Exactly. That was where God had him pastoring. And yeah. so it's like he missed out on, you know, what could have been, you know, yep. I mean, not that, not that God's grace and mercy wasn't still there. I'm sure it was, yeah. but he, he has a lot of regrets now because he, he thought it was supposed to look a certain mm-hmm. way and it didn't look that way. And so, um, you know, here he was wanting a lead pastor position at his church that never happened. Mm-hmm. So he feels like he failed, but wow. then walking away from his, you know, retiring from his job mm-hmm. and realizing that was where he was called to actually pastor yeah. and missing out on that too. It's like almost like this, you know, double letdown of mm-hmm. wow. feeling like he, he missed it. Oh know? yeah. And I just feel like there's people that, you know, each one of us, we all have gifts. We all have talents. We all have, things that God's given us, whether it's, um, you know, the gift of hospitality or, um, you know, whatever. And, and we can use those gifts anywhere we are and whether it's the grocery store or our job or, you know, walking down the street, you know, being kind to a neighbor or, you know, whatever it is, I just feel like we have the ability to, um, walk out our calling every every day exactly and so that's that's the kingdom perspective it's it's you know I, god has told me a lot <laughs> um i hear him say a lot you know come up here i want you to come up here and see yeah. what i see you know don't just that's get good. caught you know looking at what what what's right in front of you yeah, or physical, yeah. yeah what's constantly in front of you you know just come up here and see get a bird's eye view 
of of kingdom perspective of mm-hmm. what what really matters and get a you know a bigger picture. Get the oh bigger yeah, picture. that's true. Yeah, and that kind of reminded me that like the saying like you were talking about that guy that never fulfilled his destiny and missed out. As a saying that the only thing worse than being blind is having sight uh, and no vision, or the only yeah. thing worse than uh, being lame is having legs uh, but no direction. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's. Um, dang, I was talking about Mike. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, really how. Like, it's just crazy to me how we can get so close um, and feel so close to um, our destiny and our calling, but still miss it. Um, and so I feel like even in our, our daily prayers, you know, and just conversating with God, um, I always, I kind of thought it had to to be a certain way. I had to talk to him a certain way. Uh, but now I just, I mean, I'll talk to him in the morning, like I'm showering in the morning. I'm just talking like, Hey God, like, I don't know what you have planned for today, but like, I just, I thank you for what it is. Like, uh, I'm just, I know it's going to be good, uh, because everything that comes from you is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of talking to him like you would a father, you know, like, yeah. like, hey, hey, dad, like, what are we doing today? Like, what's going on, you know? Um, and, ha- and, and realizing he's going, oh, I cannot yeah. wait for you to have <laughs> Yeah, he you delights know? in that, yeah. yeah. Um, and in it's his not children, always a, yeah. a, you know, ice cream sundae. It's, mm-hmm. it's, hey, I want you to bless that homeless man. Or, exactly, you know, yeah. Sometimes it's like, well, that's dirty and dingy. I'm, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, why would know? I do that? But he's like, no, no, no. It's really awesome. Yeah. You know, if we just trust him and 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 learn his language and learn how to how to speak and you know mm-hmm. do things out of yeah. The, the what the father what's on the father's heart exactly you know? yeah, um yeah that's true and I feel like a one thing that can affect us too is like a, a preconceived notion of what people think. Um, I remember there's been so many times I felt like I was supposed to pray for people, but I I would have a preconceived notion like they don't need prayer or um, they don't want to be prayed for right now um, just because of their demeanor, how they were looking at me or what they had Mm -hmm. said to me before. Um, And I'd be like, nah, they're, they're good. Or even uh, like praying for leadership and pastors, like, like, no, like they, they don't need that. Like obviously, but but they do exactly. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, just really being strategic about those prayers and um, really just shifting uh, that perspective from a natural to that that supernatural yeah. and making that um, kind of our first nature. Yeah. Like a nat- like a, the title of this is Naturally Supernatural and kind of shifting and like you were saying, God bringing you up. And one thing I thought about too, if kingdom perspective is kind of like like on a watchtower when you have someone that's high up yeah. um, and can see what's happening below um, and what's going on and who's coming at you, um, especially if it's an enemy, you can see when that enemy's coming uh, and be able to communicate to your fellow um, men or your fellow people that are around you. Say, hey, this this is what's coming. I know I can see uh, because I, uh, God's giving me this perspective. I've uh, stepped up in this and God's allowed me to come to this new level to where I can see what's going on. Um, and so... And then I want to kind of shift into kind of what are um, even like negative connotations. Um, and so one thing I typed out was kind of our, our perspective on uh, rejection, um, even just from the world and failure uh, of man uh, is kind of a great occurrence that God allows uh, to happen to us. And uh, I feel like uh, 
back when I was like before I was strong in my faith and mature in my faith, I felt like every time bad something happened, like or every time something bad happened, uh, I felt like I would just have to back away and go some go a different direction. And there is sometimes that that you need to do that, but there's uh, times that God says, "No, I want you to keep pressing into that. Um, I want you to go out into the middle of the sea. I know there's going to be a storm, uh, but I'm with you." Um, and so that allows us to be strengthened. And I just kind of want to um, hear what you guys have to say. And kind of, I know I'm sure you guys have experienced some some things like that, or just rejection from the world, or rejection of man, or failure uh, in your own um, experience, um, even mistakes for that matter too. Um, what that looks like on a uh, kingdom level, on a on God's um, God's side of things. So. Well, I mean, the first thing I think is that Jesus, it says, was despised and rejected by men. Yep. Um, so it's nothing new. Jesus himself faced rejection by exactly, men. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so we have to realize that we're going to be, um, we're going to face rejection. Um, we're going to face disappointment. Um, and we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to fail. We're going to do all these mm -hmm. things. Um, but the, the, I think the, it becomes more of an issue when we're not secure in our, in our identity and, that's true, and know yeah. who we are. Wow. Um, I think that's when we get really shooken up by rejection and failure. Because a lot of times our, our identity uh, is based in what we do, mm. not who we are. Exactly. Yeah. And so if your identity yeah. is based in what you do, then rejection and failure is devastating. Mm -hmm. yeah. wow. um, and it can be devastating anyway. I'm yeah. not saying it's not, yeah. even when you know who you are, it can be devastating. But, I think we're able to, to handle it the right way and, and look at it in the perspective, the kingdom perspective of um, God, I, I trust what you're doing in this yeah. moment, in this rejection, this exactly, failure. Yeah. I trust you because I know who I am. I know mm -hmm. whose I am, like they say. Yeah. That we, that we, and, and, but if you start out with feeling rejected by God, mm. then the rejection and failure becomes a bigger issue. Yeah. Really. Oh, when yeah. you start out knowing that Jesus was rejected and despised by man, yeah, uh, and and we start out knowing who you, who we are, that we belong to God, we've been adopted uh, as His sons and daughters. Um, then, then the rejection be, is is by man and not rejected by God. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that perspective, the kingdom perspective, is that God, I, I man has rejected me. Uh, I have failed, but I still know who I am. Exactly. My yeah. identity, my job fails, my career fails, my whatever things fail in my life. I know that that I'm accepted and loved by by yeah. you, God, and so that's got to be where we're at, so that we can mm -hmm. we can handle rejection and failure better. Is knowing who you know who really our identity is based in in Christ and and knowing who we are in Him. Yeah. Um, because we get all you know people just get crushed. People walk away from God because man yeah. rejected mm, them because exactly, man yeah. despised them. Um, we all know people that's happened to where the man is rejected and, and even the church, man in the church, mm -hmm. leaders in the church yeah. have rejected and despised people and they walk away from God. Mm. And I'm not blaming them or judging them. It no, just, no, it, no. it is what it is. Yeah. But, um, but it's sad when they walk away from God mm. because of rejection and failure. Um, and there's, yeah. there's becomes a big identity crisis when you, when you do that. Um, so anyway, so yeah, kingdom perspective is knowing who who we yeah, are. Identity, so yeah, identity. So when we do fail, uh, it's hard. We do get rejected. It's it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. That when we you know we know our identity, everything's easy. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that. 
but we're we, we're confident in in knowing that, that we're accepted by God. Yeah, and we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We can walk through hard times, knowing mm-hmm. God. I, I even though I don't, you know, I'm hurting right now or whatever's going on right now. I've been rejected yeah. by man. I, I know you never will reject me. You Sweet. never leave yeah. me, never forsake me. So, wow. for me personally, I feel like, um, yeah, I've definitely, like everyone, has dealt with rejection by man. Um, I feel like a lot of my rejection has honestly been a lot of self-rejection. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, probably because of, um, well, the spirit of rejection for one, but, yeah. um, but just feeling, you know, certain things as, as I was growing up, not realizing, um, that I was taking that, taking that in as rejection. Mm. And so I just started, um, turning it inward and, and started rejecting myself a lot. Um, and it's you know it's definitely been a journey of of understanding my identity in Christ and and my identity as his his daughter mm-hmm. and understanding um, how pleased he is with me um, and not not thinking uh, you know focusing on that self rejection but mm-hmm. but really understanding that he accepts me he created yeah. me um, and he loves me just as I am yeah um, and just you know, growing through that. Um, and you know, God, you know, like we've talked about before, God has used things, um, specifically, you know, I know for myself specifically, um, being your mom has been, has life changing for us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I know in our marriage and, and just again, as, as me personally, um, a lot of the rejection that I had, um, about myself that I didn't like about myself that I wanted to change, but I didn't feel like I had the power to change. Um, God used your life. God used yeah. our journey with you and the hardship, hardships that we've gone through with you to, um, as part of what he used to mold me and shape me. Um, you know, I mean, he used good things as well, but, mm-hmm. um, I mean, obviously your life is a good thing, but just the, the yeah. trials that we've gone through with mm-hmm. you and, and the medical condition and all the surgeries and everything, um, has been trying. And it's like, yeah. you know, I could have easily focused on the negative and focused on, um, you know, how could God allow this to happen and all the yeah. questions and, and all of that. But I, you know, I know for myself, I chose to focus on God's goodness and, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe we every time we were surrounded by family and friends and I mean, just yeah. especially, you know, when you were 10 and you had um, your third and fourth surgery a week apart, it just, you know, I mean the tremendous outpouring of love and support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I know that for one, I know that had it not been for that in all of the prayers and all of the love and all of the support, I know there's probably a good chance that you would not be here. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know where I would be had it not yeah. you know, been for that. I mean, I know that those prayers carried me through. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's all, you know, like we talked about earlier, just in, in James, um, two, two, or one, I'm sorry, James one, James one okay. um, just about how perseverance um, produces character, character yeah. you know, and character and, produces and, hope. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. and, and just, and how the the end result is maturity, mm-hmm. and that's 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 where I feel like, you know, the the self rejection, I would get frustrated with because 
I would, I would want to be mature. I didn't realize that's what I was, you know, yeah. wanting, wanting, but that was my end goal was like, I, I don't want to be down here. I want to be up here. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, all of it's part of the, the picture and part of the molding and shaping to get you there, but definitely rejection and, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. mistakes and trials and, um, you know, are all part of it. And it's, it produces, it produces good things, yeah. you know, and if we just trust the process, um, yeah. we don't get too caught up in um, feeling sorry for ourselves. You know, I mean, yeah. even something happened today, um, just, just a kind of a rough day at work and, you know, on the way home, something happened and I had the opportunity, I literally had the opportunity to feel sorry for myself. And I just absolutely got to the point where I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not yeah. going to feel sorry for myself. It's not, I'm not going to give in to that pity party, even for a moment. And yeah. that's part of getting a kingdom perspective, oh, yeah. like, you know, and, yeah. and literally taking every thought captive. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have, I was thinking about it earlier, but like how you do you, do you ever like think about how quickly your thoughts run through your mm-hmm. I mean, You could be thinking about one thing and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're thinking oh, about yeah. something completely different. Yep. And you're like, how did I even get there? But it's like, they just happen so quickly. And I was thinking about that scripture of like taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. Like, that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just, it's like a, <laughs> I just pictured not just like a strainer because even big, yeah. thing, you know, kind of bigger chunks can go through a strainer, but like almost like a, like a cloth where only the water can go through and it's wow. literally catching everything else. All the thoughts. Yeah. yeah all those mm. thoughts that, that filter yeah, it's wow. like a filter and it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, but, but it's, we have to be, I think that's where going from being natural to being, supernatural exactly it's yeah. like you you have to make that shift you have to take those moments like today and go no it's something little but it was it was like yeah just kind of like it would have would have been the camel that broke this the, mm-hmm. or the camel the straw that broke the camel's back um, yeah but camel that broke the straw's back <laughs> <laughs> but um but just you know refusing to say no i don't yeah no it's not that mm-hmm. big of a deal it's yep. not i'm not gonna go there it's not gonna i'm not gonna allow that to ruin the rest of yeah. the day no i choose joy and that's exactly you know, yeah i choose joy and just getting a kingdom perspective and not you know come up here don't yep. stay down here well i mean that's even goes back to just creating those neural pathways yeah, exactly. and that seems obviously like your brain and, and your your neural pathways and goes what goes on in your mind that's all that's science and you know you actually have a brain but God created that. Yeah. God intended that for you to be able to upgrade and mature uh, in your uh, in your thought life. And like you were saying, have that filter or that cloth saying, uh, just I'm gonna I'm gonna catch all yeah. these thoughts that are yeah. going through my mind. Uh, and Scripture says, and make them obedient yeah. to Christ. Yeah. Um, and going back to the mistake, like uh, or just kind of um, my third and fourth surgery, um, I think about all the time, like. Um, what where we would have been and kind of our outlook on my surgeries would have been if the third surgery went well um and because um for those of you don't know i've had four open heart surgeries and if you want to read more about it it's it's on my website um that i'll launch so um yeah just kind of thinking i've really just thought about it several times like i wonder what would happen or where we would be um if our really your faith wasn't tested to that limit. Um, and really that threshold of how far can, uh, can you be led, uh, into that 
uh, situation to the point of breaking. Um, and so that, you know, obviously I'm not bashing on doctors or, or medical or anything like that. Obviously I appreciate that. It's one of the reasons I'm alive today. Um, but that third surgery didn't go as planned. Um, they, it's not that they did something wrong. It's that they didn't do something. Um, they forgot to, to, to fix something. Uh, and so that week of me not getting better, um, not seeing my vitals come up, um, them having to, um, pack my chest, uh, even after the, the third, was that after the third yeah. surgery? Yeah. That's 16 hour surgery, um, pack my chest, uh, and leave it overnight, um, which is just insane. Um, to think about, but really looking back now, obviously that was God testing, uh, not just my faith, but y'all's faith. Cause obviously I, mm. I was out, like, mm. um, I was asleep. Um, but really just testing and kind of maturing you guys in that saying, I, I want to see your limit. I want to see how far you're going to go, how far you're going to trust me. Um, and at that point I really wasn't in, um, the hands of medicine or science. I was in the hands of God. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, um, my, life was reliant on God's faithfulness and, um, the promises he's given to you guys. Um, and so, and I, I even thought about the scripture, he who began a good work in him yeah. will be faithful to complete it. Yeah. Um, and so that really kind of carried me to like thinking back, like that's, that's why that's that scripture right there that he began a good work in me yeah. and he was faithful to complete it. Right. Um, so yeah, just, just upgrading from, uh, that mindset, uh, uh, and allowing God to take you, um, higher, um, and to see more and to see greater. Um, and even I was thinking in the car today, like, uh, when I used to think about just spiritual things and, and even church, I thought about, you know, just real, real tidy and nice. And, you know, like a suit and tie, just, uh, just being spiritual and, and, uh, going to college and, um, being ordained and, and those things are amazing. Those things are great. If God's calling you to go to college or, or go to seminary, that's completely fine. I would rather you obey God than listen to me. Um, but I just felt like that was never for me. I would just, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to go, um, to theology school or I'll go to seminary, you know, get ordained if God wants me to, but it wasn't on my heart or on my agenda to go to college. Um, and so, and if it, if I did, it would be Bible school, you know, um, but I just thought about that and God's like, that's not, that's not how it is. Um, that's meant for some people, you know, he's created people's character, um, uh, people's minds, uh, and the way they, um, they operate to kind of think that way, you know, take that path. They're successful in that. Uh, but growing up, um, I was never the greatest in school. Um, and so I really just never really pursued college like that or, uh, but now looking back, um, and just thinking about like, just thinking about it to literally today of what um, the supernatural is and what, how we can operate that. Um, and even Jesus talks about like um, out of the mouths of babes that like confess, you know, children, the young people. Um, and so, or even uh, the, the miracle uh, of Jesus feeding the 5,000 uh, with the, the, the two loaves and the, or the five loaves and the two fish, um, it was carried out, uh, or it, it wasn't a, a boy that came to him with mm-hmm. the with the food, right? So yeah. it wasn't like some some guy was like, hey, like I know, like with a degree or one of the the religious people came up to him and I say, hey, I know you're capable of this. This is what we have, or we can prepare enough 
um, and give this to you. He's like, no, like this child came up to him, this, this young boy said, Hey, this is, this is what I've got. And God, Jesus obviously used that. Um, and the 5,000, 5,000 was only counting men and not women and children. So there was way more, uh, uh, probably over three times more people there. Um, and so that really, um, just kind of, uh, like thoughts like that and God speaking to me like that in those ways, um, opens up stuff like this or, or just, um, even loving on people, talking to people, teaching, uh, people that are older than me, um, certain things that I've gone through or experienced, um, and really kind of set me free in ways. Um, and for, I remember a couple of weeks after starting this and kind of launching everything, doing everything, um, I just got so caught up in, um, completing and doing good at this. Um, and I was just, I just felt like I kept falling short. Um, and so I was just praying like, God, like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like I'm not accomplishing what I need to accomplish? And I remember I, uh, you woke me up for work one morning and I just kind of laid there for a second. I was like, I, I do not want to get up. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to have to go to work and deal uh, with what's going on there. Um, not that it was bad, but it was just work. It's, it's responsibility. Um, but I, God spoke to me and it was in kind of a louder voice than he usually does. And he said, it's not about you. And that literally in that moment, I just felt the weight lift mm. and I felt like I could breathe. And I was like, there, there was like I, in this whole time I was pursuing what I thought was my ministry or what was going to be my success. And he was like, it's not about you. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's same with the kingdom of heaven, not just with ministry, but the kingdom of heaven is not about you. It's for you, uh, but it's not about you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, let me, uh, kind of go back to, uh, see if there's any more things we can kind of go over. Um, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. To kind of backtrack, you, we talked about the story we heard about the guy that felt like he was supposed to be a pastor, but the actual church. Oh, yeah, yeah. He pastored people for years. And I remember you guys even had a conversation with a coworker about being called to ministry. Mm. Um, but it's like he had to make a choice between career and ministry. Yep. Like his, you know, like the ministry would be his career or a job was like not, the, you know, had to be one or the other. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in regards to failure, I feel like our it, sometimes what we think is our is failure is only our perception of failure exactly like the, yep. the guy that, that felt like he was supposed to have a church to be a head you know senior pastor lead pastor um mm-hmm. when he was pastoring people all these years in his mind he had failed yeah really he hadn't failed yeah. um mm-hmm. and so i i think you know again this is all about a kingdom perspective is sometimes our our failure what we perceive as failure is not really failure. Exactly. It was yeah. our perception of mm-hmm. what we thought things should be when really, uh, in fact, I even, it was a word I think I had not long, like since we've been here that talked about, um, I don't know who said, but, but basically that, you know, you, you, like, I've felt like I've been called to be a pastor, but really, or a father, and a father, or pastor, whatever, when I really have been a pastor, wow. even though I haven't led a church as yeah. a senior pastor or lead pastor, exactly. I've been a pastor to people. Yeah. It just wasn't in a, in a pulpit every Sunday. Yeah. And so we can live with r- regret and, and failure, mm-hmm. but it's, we're really, when we're really doing what we were called to do, yep. but the enemy, you know, uh, and, and our own worldly perspective has has made it look like it's supposed to be a certain thing yeah when really we've 
people are doing every day what they're called to do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's just their idea of a failure. One of our old yeah. pastors years ago used to, to kind of talk about this phantom Christian. Mm. Like there's this always this, this image that we're chasing that yeah. we never catch up to. Wow. Like this image that we're supposed to, we feel like we're supposed to be. Yeah. When it's it's just a it's a phantom it's it's yeah. just an image it's not even what we're something mm-hmm. we're chasing that's not real, yeah. wow. and and so and people do that like this guy that's sixty something years old and retiring or retired uh, was chasing this phantom mm-hmm. of what he thought it's supposed to be, uh, mm-hmm. and so um, him feeling like a failure when God was like you're not failing yeah you're, you're exactly you're like he, I think they said he had led hundreds to Christ probably yeah. I mean throughout his career his work um and so anyway so I, I yeah. just kind of feel like that ties back into what we talked about earlier as far as ministry and what it looks mm-hmm. like and failure uh and so we uh, and I've done that myself I'm honestly I've done yeah. that myself and and struggle well you know and how many how many times people said oh pastor Darren you're supposed to be a, you know called to be a pastor and when the rally was I've always been Wow. Um, really pastor yeah. even in, in high school I remember you know in, in my youth group and, and at school um, it w- was pastoring people then yeah um, but the perception was like you were saying suit and tie and a pulpit and a building yeah. that's not that's not mm. biblical honestly mm-hmm. it's not the kingdom um, yeah and what this supposed to look like so anyway. yeah that's true um, yeah and father you're you're following in your father's footsteps mm-hmm. he was yeah. pastoring it at his high school and yeah, but you're so. you're way ahead of the game now because of the perspective, <laughs> yeah. oh, because yeah. of the kingdom perspective. I didn't have that the kingdom perspective. Um, you know, um, I literally would take my Bible, carry my Bible everywhere at school. Wow. And nothing, nothing wrong with that. No, that's um, amazing. Uh, wow. It just this is what I did. I just yeah. always pretty much always had it with me, um, and that's not a bad thing. But there was a lot of uh, religion and church mindset mm-hmm. more than kingdom mindset for yeah. me back then even though i was having influence and and, and i'm not you know I, I know i did i mean um i think we had a christian club on campus where we at times we have 60 kids come out on the campus yeah. not in a building at church yep. on the campus exactly um and so there was definitely influence going on um and it wasn't about me yeah. um, <clears throat> i wish my perspective would have been now what it is now exactly yeah um but there was definitely a lot of influence even back mm-hmm. then, um, and I was I was pastoring kids at you know in high school, mm-hmm. um, and so and I'm grateful that you're so far ahead of the game now and what God's done for oh, you yeah. now and your perspective, um, and um, so anyway, so yeah, it's just a lot about shifting mindsets about the way yeah. we see ministry when we see the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, even one thing I always thought about, obviously, like because I've told I've gotten. A lot of people will be like, so, like, you in college, or, like, like you have kids? I'm like, no, like, I'm 16, I'm 17, like, I'm still in high school. Um, and it's really just, like, not, like, God's intention is for our maturity not to be based on age. Yeah. So, like you were right. saying, you were, I mean, you were leading people at that age, you know, and and really, I know uh, my youth pastor, Jaden, uh, shout out Jaden Malk, uh, Lifelong Youth. Um, he's always taught us in our uh, discipleship classes and everything. He All he wants to do uh, as a leader and as our youth pastor is to make his ceiling our floor. Um, yeah. And so I feel like that's kind of what you did. Like you were saying, I'm, I'm following in his footsteps. And like you said, I'm uh, ahead of the game, so to speak, in this kingdom perspective topic yeah. um, and really seeing things differently. But that's because of what you were doing in high school is making – your ceiling, my floor, uh, and kind of elevating in that, um, and furthering, 
um, uh, not just us and, and our faith and the people around us, but God's kingdom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, um, it's, uh, let me see, let's see if we have uh, any more topics. Um, yeah. Oh, one thing I was going to talk about too, um, as you were talking about just kind of, um, I know we talked about kind of missing, uh, missing our mark or missing our, what we think is our destiny or, um, thinking that we're, we haven't stepped into being a pastor. We're not a pastor yet, or we're not a, a leader yet because, um, we don't have enough influence or, um, we don't have a certain title. Um, but, um, my, uh, my boss, which is also uh, my grandpa, my Papa Lee, um, Papa Lee, I love you. I'm sure you're going to listen to this. Um, but he, one thing he's taught me to do, um, when I started working for him, uh, is assess everything. Um, and what that means is literally just look over and critical think uh, of what's, what is this, what's going on? How can I fix this? What's the, the easiest, most efficient and best way and best solution uh, to do this? Um, and so when he's teaching me that, I'm still learning. That's another thing he's told me to do is to never stop learning. He said he's 71 years old and <laughs> he still learns uh, uh, new things, you know, yeah. um, every day. Um, but really just carrying that into um, the kingdom of God and the way you see people is assessing uh, and really discerning, saying, hey, like, um, I know, like, I don't have that much influence. I know um, God's placed this in my heart um, to lead people and, and to pastor, so to speak. But but I am that now um, and starting yeah. in that. Um, and yeah. another thing, too, that he's uh, he's told me is actually one of their trade, the trademarks for his company that he has on a sign is begin with the ending in mind, uh, begin with the end in mind. And I really believe that's like, that was God inspired. And that's from God's kingdom begin with the end in mind. Yeah. And that's really that eternal or kingdom perspective, that mindset saying, um, I'm not going to, like you were saying earlier, I'm not going to give into this pity party. Um, I'm not going to waste my time. I mean, scripture says that life is but a vapor. We're here today and gone tomorrow. Um, and, but eternity, we can't even wrap our minds around eternity. Um, uh, spending eternity in heaven. Um, and so really just being strategic in that and assessing what's going on around me. Uh, what can I do? Um, even when you're uh, waiting on God, uh, that's one thing I've had to teach myself and kind of wrestle uh, myself in that is being productive while waiting uh, in a season. Um, and I know we've talked about too. And one thing God's spoken to me is um, like a waiting season, W-A-I-T, um, can be a like a, a used as a wait season w e a i g h t as in like weightlifting you know right. um right and really uh kind of using that time uh to say no i'm gonna i'm gonna work out my faith i'm gonna i'm gonna press into prayer i'm t- gonna to kind of go up uh, with god like you were saying god take me up i'm taking me to that secret place uh and speak to me in a way uh, that i uh in that i need to be spoken to um, and really just using that time that I always thought was just to relax or rest and saying, no, I'm going to use this time uh, to be productive um, and and to further my relationship with God. Um, well, it's a and, time of strengthening. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. It it, it's the, the weight. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also something that's also supernatural or God's kingdom. He uses those words to cut that, have that double meaning, um, and begin to shift our, our mindset on how 
we see it um, and just get a different picture. Um, and one thing I kind of want to talk about too, I know I've really struggled a lot with it, uh, is my perspective on rest and what rest is. Um, and obviously like growing up when you're sick and stuff, you know, and you're, you're ill, um, you're going to be laying in bed, you're going to rest, you're going to make sure you drink water and, and not move too much, not do too much. Um, and I know you've told me before, uh, and obviously like I know, I know now, but going through the surgeries and everything, God's created me. Uh, and shape me to be a fighter and I've just always been like I want that competition I want that challenge uh, and I'm not going to stop until I find a way through uh, most of the time um, but really there's certain things um, and without doing that without resting um, because I, I've always thought to myself God will sustain me God will will keep me going and give me the energy um, but obviously God's not going to give me the energy or sustain me in the things that he doesn't want me doing. Yeah. Um, and so there's certain things um, that I've thought were, um, you know, like a physical meaning of rest, but really trying to find that spiritual um, definition or perspective of rest, uh, saying I can still be doing things, I can still be productive, but also um, be relying on God, be resting uh, in God, allowing him to be my rest, um, in my comfort, um, in that time and not just constantly going, going, going and keep your mind running, but allowing him to give you that peace and that rest. Uh, so if there's any, uh, like, I don't know if you guys kind of want to share on that, obviously you guys have learned a little bit more about <laughs> spiritual rest, you know? Um, I think I'm still learning. Oh, know, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm like you where I, I honestly, if I'm sitting still, my mind is going crazy and I feel mm -hmm. Almost unproductive like this yeah guilt like exactly this shame that comes yep. on me like yeah. why am i doing nothing and my body's like because i have nothing left to give um you know and just realizing that that how it's it's almost like this i mean in all reality it's almost like we're trying to put ourselves above god mm. yeah and say no i can i can do anything i can just keep going when god himself rested Exactly. You know, I mean, he the created, day, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He he he's the one that created rest, and he, yeah. it's not it's it's not supposed to be a guilt thing. It's not mm -hmm. supposed to be, you know. Obviously, there's a fine line between being lazy. Oh and, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, doing too much. I think it's mm -hmm. just as could be just as harmful. I mean, cause yeah. if, if you think about it, if you're constantly busy and constantly pushing yourself, then not only is it not good. for for your physical body it's not good for you men mentally yeah and then you're gonna have a lot more anxiety you're gonna have a lot more fear you're gonna have a lot more worry you're gonna mm -hmm. have you know it's just it just plays into that and i think that that's one way that that satan keeps us in this you know kind of this whirlwind of chaos yes yeah. you know if, if you just stay busy don't rest don't rest don't rest you know then then you're constantly you don't you don't allow your spirit your soul yeah. your mind your body um, to rest and then it, it, it spills over into relationships. Exactly. You know? I mean, if I'm not, yeah. if I'm not rested, you know, if I, if I have gone through a lot in the day and, and, you know, towards the evening and I'm getting tired and I'm getting grouchy towards him, well, and that's, you know, it just shows you like your body needs rest, you yeah. know, your mind and um, your spirit can only handle so much. It's time to rest exactly. and it, it affects, you know, how, 
you react to somebody cutting you off in traffic or, yep. you know, whatever. It just affects, it spills over into every aspect of life. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it's very important. It's just so... I can't say that I have a lot of knowledge about it. I'm mm -hmm. still, still learning. learning. Yeah, yeah. Going through that I feel like everyone is in that. Yeah. Yeah. And most things like that. Yeah. So. Uh, I listened to Bill Johnson recently. He talked about busyness and mm -hmm. how I don't, I don't know if I'm going to word it exactly the way he did, but busyness can be um, a, a need for significance. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and that there's a lot of Christians that stay very busy, mm -hmm. um, but their identity can be tied to their production and their yep. busyness. Exactly. Um, if they if they're not staying busy, they feel like you know they're failing or they're not productive. Um, when busyness can be just busyness. Yep. Busyness can be a distraction from rest or from yeah, your real exactly. purpose. Um, the enemy would rather us stay very very busy doing insignificant things mm -hmm. than than making an impact, resting, yeah. uh, and being productive. Uh, and so, and, I, and I'm like, you know, Wendy, I, I, there's times, I think I've probably gotten better at it, but but you can be doing nothing but not resting. Yeah. You're up here. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, because true. you're wrestling with the guilt and what should I be doing? Um, what do I need to be doing? I'm being unproductive. Um, when... Um, we, we have to have rest, you know, God scripturally is a day of rest and, mm -hmm. and, um, but we, as Christians are good at keeping Christians, the church is good at keeping people very busy. Um, but it doesn't, busyness does not equal productivity That's true. Yeah. or impact wow. necessarily. And so, um, we have to be, you know, we have to make rest part of our, productivity if you will <laughs> yeah. part of our routine exactly um, to be continue to be productive that's got to be part of the of included in our kingdom productivity has to be rest in there mm -hmm. yeah. um, in order to continue to be productive and and impact and, and make an impact for the kingdom um, yeah and i talk about this like but i'm not good at it um <laughs> you know um but uh, you know like i say it, it's you know i i sure i sit down and relax at night and yeah and, but there's times where am I really truly resting, like mm. letting my mind rest, yeah. letting, being refreshed, or am I just sitting on the couch, not doing anything, yeah. or am I really taking it um, time to be to get rest and, and ref, being refreshed? Oh yeah. Uh, for me, you know, it's going to bed earlier than you know. I may be in bed, but I'm not going to sleep as early as I should. Sometimes just yeah. you know, doing worthless stuff on my phone or whatever I'm doing at night. Um, that's not being productive, um, you know, when I should be actually sleeping and resting. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, but yeah, I, I just, we, we do have to find rest. Um, um, and, um, the, the Christian life can be very busy. Mm -hmm. Um, but a, a lot of it's man-made religion, um, yeah. activity, you know, religious man-made activity and not necessarily kingdom productive, being oh, yeah. productive in the kingdom. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, as he was talking, I kind of had this, uh, just almost like this vision of, you know, we're talking about kingdom perspective mm -hmm. and really understanding, um, God's perspective of things yeah. and, you know, and how as humans we can perceive, well, I'm resting, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm on my phone and I'm on yeah. social media and I'm scrolling through social media um, but what we're scrolling through is called a feed. So that we're actually feeding yep. our spirit 
off of what we're reading. Yep. And so we're not, not only are we not resting our mind, but we're not resting our spirit. spirit yeah. We're now feeding ourselves, you know, whether it's what's going on in the world and, yeah. you know, or what's going on in other people's lives or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it may be. Um, we're not actually genuinely resting. And yep. I think that that's why we've seen this, you know, truly epidemic of people that deal with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's because they're, they're not allowing their, their self to rest. Yeah. Um, and you know, in a real true sense of what God, how the way God created rest for us and, exactly. and just spending time with him and spending time in his word and feeding our soul, those things and feeding our spirit, those things, mm-hmm. um, you know, not, not the things of this world. Um, and just, again, going back to taking our thoughts captive, you know, I mean, what, what are we, what are we putting in our mind? Because whatever we're feeding ourselves is what's going to come out. Yep. You know, whatever seeds we're planting, that's the harvest that's going to grow. Um, and so, you know, again, just that kingdom perspective of learning what his true definition of rest is and not just because we think that our body is in one place for Mm -hmm. a long period of time we're not actually, what is it that we're, we're putting into our, our mind and our spirit yeah. while we are sitting still. It's true. Yeah. 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 And to kind of really connect, really connect the natural and the supernatural again, like when you're building muscle and working out, when you're lifting weights and you're being productive, you know, and you're working out twice a day and, and getting enough food and protein and creatine whatever it is and uh creating that so-called productivity what you're really doing is you're destroying your muscles you're ripping them up you're tearing them apart and then the real growth the real productivity happens when you're resting um and so one thing i thought about too um when thinking and talking about this is and you said like this epidemic of anxiety and uh my mind instantly went to comparison um because it's such a such a terrible um virus really that's spread uh not just obviously to everyone but really to uh, my generation because of social media uh, platforms and how we see each other uh, from our highlight reels instead of our real life and we're comparing our the worst of us to the best of other people and so i just thought of like someone going to work out themselves and try to grow themselves and picking up this comparison but that weight's too heavy so you're going to hurt yourself yeah, yeah. Um, and you're going to injure yourself. You're going to pull a muscle. Yeah. Uh, you're going to strain your back, whatever it is. And it's going to incapacitate you uh, from growing uh, with the right things. Right. Um, and so, yeah, yeah that's um, kind of almost where the real productivity can happen is when you're resting and relying on God and, and just really um, re- leaning back into Jesus's arms and, and just trusting that he uh, has got you. Um, and another thing that I've heard before too, is like, if, if Satan, if the devil or your enemy can't get you, um, to sin or fail, he's going to keep you distracted. Um, so you may not be sinning. You may not be, uh, stuck in, um, what you used to live in or, or your old addictions, but, um, but are you being distracted from the main focus that God wants for you? Um, and so, um, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what uh, I guess we can just kind of uh, wrap up on on that um, kind of resting and 
and what that means. Um, and even scripture too is Jesus says that, um, come to me, you who are uh, weary and heavy laden or heavy burden, I will give you rest. Yeah. Um, and so when we do that, we're, we're literally taking our burdens and we're going to Jesus and saying, here you go. Um, and he returns it to us, that rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like that's why I like to, like last time I went to, to Mont Diablo, you know, just getting up on the mountain and just being able to be outdoors like that and see um, the Bay Area, you know, see the water and the hills and the valleys and see all that and not be connected to my phone. Um, that was where I found rest, yeah. where I was hiking yeah. uh, a mountain. That's where I found my rest. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like I was, my spirit was at peace and just seeing God's creation yeah. um, and how vast um, his creation is, um, just being able to see from up there. And that kind of goes back to, uh, like you were saying, like, God, take me up yeah. or God inviting you up or, or even that watchtower, getting that higher view yeah. and just looking out on God's creation and saying, this is where my soul's rest is found in um, yeah. and how mighty God is, how powerful God is um, and how faithful he is. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, um, I think, that, I mean, it's about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we want to kind of add something. Yeah. I, I just want to end honestly in prayer. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I thought, I felt like as you were, um, you know, as you were speaking about mm-hmm. rest and God's perspective and everything, um, you know, I just know that there's a lot of people that even their sleep. Mm-hmm. is oh yeah um, you know it's stolen from them really i mean the you mm-hmm. know, he talked about the devil and him distracting us and um you know scripture says he comes to steal kill and destroy exactly and if, he, if he can't physically kill us he's going to um steal things from us and, and destroy you know, us and, yeah. and destroy us and and stealing our peace and stealing our rest um and you know giving us this false sense of um of resting. Oh, I'm sitting yeah. on the couch and I have my phone in my hand. I'm not doing anything. Um, you know, is is really a false sense of rest, you know, and, and, and the world and everything that's at your fingertips oh, yeah. that's being shoved into your face. Um, you know, and then again at, at people at night that whether they're, they're up because they're worried or, um, they're, they're just, I just feel like Satan has stolen people's rest and, oh, yeah. and it's a, it's, a, it's really a tormenting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt like we're just supposed to pray. Um, maybe there's somebody even listening, um, that, that has been dealing with, with that themselves and oh, yeah. just wants to, um, yeah, for peace sure. to their life. Um, so we'll just go ahead and pray. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I can <laughs> kind of start us off and okay. two, there could be, uh, maybe someone on here that knows someone that's dealing with that. Yeah. Um, that restlessness and not being able to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, if they don't seem like it's a problem, but it's really evident that you can tell like they need some sleep, their soul needs some rest. Um, God offers that rest. Jesus offers mm-hmm. that rest to you yeah. um, in scripture and even right now. Um, so yeah, if we can, I can just kind of go in and you guys can um, follow along or um, go after me. Uh, but Jesus, I just thank you right now for this person listening, uh, whoever this word is for, God, whoever this prayer is for, yeah. that you uh, divinely um, reminded us and, and planted that that seed in our mind of someone that's dealing with restlessness, yeah. dealing with anxiety, God, dealing with stress, or not being able to sleep. So we just pray for them right now, God, whether it's the person listening or someone uh, that's listening knows a person that's dealing with this. Uh, God, I just pray for 
just a new uh, level of peace, God. Uh, just a supernatural yeah. rest be upon them yeah. right now in this moment, God, that you're uh, omnipresent, that you're everywhere at all times. And so you're not bound by that. You're not uh, bound by location or time, uh, but you are, uh, have the capability to right now in this moment uh, begin to invade uh, their room, God, begin to invade their car, begin to invade uh, yeah. the bathroom that they're in, God, whatever, wherever they are, your Holy Spirit can uh, be sent there right now yeah. uh, as our prayers are, are coming out of our mouth. And so I just thank you uh, for this divine uh, healing in this, God, that there, there's being, uh, there's restoration happening in this, yeah. uh, that God is giving you your rest back. God yeah. is giving yeah. you uh, your sleep back. Um, uh, the, that he's going to give you the ability uh, to go to sleep earlier. Uh, I know so many young people think, oh, I just can't go to sleep that early. No, you can. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, so I pray that you just begin to re uh, recover in that, uh, that you begin to be restored in that rest, in that sleeplessness. And we just uh, pray that anxiety off right now. Mm -hmm. uh, that is not of God. That is not from God. Yeah. That is not a test from God or a season that God has you in. Yeah, uh, but right. that is from the enemy. Yeah. Uh, that is from the devil. He's trying to uh, distract you. He's trying to suppress you in that and, and, and yeah. just uh, knock you off course with that and torment you in this anxiety or depression yeah. or even thoughts of suicide that is not from god yeah. so right now we pray against that in jesus name yeah. that they are covered by your blood uh, that you right now you're uh, sending yes. your angels to minister to them god yeah. uh, that you are sending your angels to protect them uh, that they would uh, stand guard day and night your angels would protect them as they sleep uh, and that this tormenting spirit that's been over them god whether it's from past experience uh, God, from abuse or whether uh, it's just a, a habit that is reoccurring, I pray that you would break that off of them and that they would be free from that and that yeah. you would give them the capability to continue to walk in freedom, to continue to walk in peace yeah. uh, and rest in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just seal everything that was spoken tonight. Father, yes, God. Thank you that you were in our mess. Um, and that you, uh, we just pray that your name is glorified. And Thank that, you, Lord. Um, Lord, that people would understand, uh, number one, their identity in you and who mm -hmm. you created them to be, Father God. And um, that you would just uh, continue to mold and shape your children and your, your church um, to be, to have your kingdom perspective um, and to not mm -hmm. build be so focused on building their own kingdom that they yeah. build your kingdom yeah. um, your kingdom come your will be done on earth yeah. as it is in heaven father help us to uh, continue to to grow in you and grow mm -hmm. in wisdom um, and we just thank you and praise you for all that you've done and, and, and who you are um, we thank you for the healing that you're going to bring to people's lives through this lord and through tyler's life for mm -hmm. the um, yeah. the ministry that's already happened Lord um, just the the fact that you've had your hand on his life and you've yes. um, you've kept him Lord and that you've uh, brought him this far Father God we mm -hmm. thank you that you have so much more in store for him Lord um, not just for him but for those lives that he's going to touch Father God yeah. and, um, we thank you Lord that um, your kingdom is about uh, growth it's about discipleship yeah um, Father, and that it doesn't end with just us here at a table, um, but Lord, that this will go out, your word goes forth, Lord, and it does not return void, 
thank you, and Jesus. it will accomplish what you meant for it, mm-hmm. yes. um, what you sent it out for. And we thank you for that, Lord, that it's your work um, and it's not ours and that it's just us being obedient um, and humble before you, Father God, and completely surrendered. And I just pray, Lord, if, uh, Lord, if there's somebody listening that um, has been struggling with some of the things that we've talked about tonight, yeah. Father God, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just um, meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Father, and that you would just um, help them become all that you have created them to be, Father God, and anything that's hindered them up until this point, Father God, that you would reveal it to them um, and remove it, Father, and, yeah. and that nothing would be would stand in the way of them becoming all yes, that you created them to be. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, that was uh, longer than I thought it would be. Is really good though. Uh, so I just wanted to thank you too, obviously, uh, for being on here, and I'm just excited. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you on here again or uh, talk about a different topic. Uh, well, that was our first uh, episode, first uh, start to naturally supernatural. So I want to thank the viewers here listening uh, for clicking on this, for watching this, uh, and I'm just so grateful um, to do what God has called me to do. Yeah. Um, I'm just so thankful to be in this position I'm in. Uh, so if you want to uh, check out the website, uh, naturallysupernatural.co, uh, or my Instagram, uh, naturallysupernaturalministries, um, you can find that. Uh, also, you can find the Instagram on the website too. It's all linked in there. Uh, well, that was a amazing uh, start to this, yeah. and I'm just excited to see where this goes, yeah. uh, to see God's faithfulness, to see His uh, His work be done. Uh, So again, I just want to thank everyone listening, everyone watching, uh, whether you're family, friends, you don't know me at all. uh, Thank you. I love you. God loves you. um, And hopefully you will be back for more.